Hello and welcome to episode 149, season 7, episode 15. I'm Andy, joined across town by Andrew. <laughs> Hello, we just had a uh, an Andy Caps uh, tech support session that some would say was longer than his solo show last week. <laughs> Nothing is longer. Some people are saying. <laughs> Nothing. Some people are saying. <laughs> that solo show is still going. <laughs> I don't understand how you talk about yourself. Andy's you know, still fucking talking about Georgia. <laughs> the lack other of one. sleep. I didn't did even. Not. I didn't even talk about Georgia that much. I. I think I spent more time in whatever. Would you this spend is how it happens. Talking on. Okay. This is. I can't wait for this excuse. Yeah. I think I was bitching a lot about the Ohio State game. Uh, if that made you happy, because of the the like how how like. Well, the, the prior week was Penn State, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, that game was so close until it wasn't late in the game because Sean Clifford imploded, as uh, as Foppy, our, our live listener, to be can fair, attest. Yeah. Sean Clifford imploded, like, the very two first two drives of that game. Well, he turned it up to 11 at the end of the game uh... and had several key turnovers. And he threw a pick on his like first pass. Threw a pick six late in the game too when it yeah. busted open. Yeah. Anyway, I was just trying to make you happy because you weren't there. I figured you had some napkin scratchings. No, I thought uh, I thought the team played fairly well. Oh my god! You watched that game and thought Ohio State played fairly well. Yeah, went on the road, be a top fifteen team by double digits. Okay. I mean, yeah. okay. Defense played really well. Run the run game was the only thing that was suspect, which is a common theme that we'll hit again this week. Okay, fine. We're also joined by Tom. Hope everyone went out and voted today. Just kidding. I don't care. Just to care. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I would remind you that it is your civic duty to vote, but by the time this gets out, all the polls will be closed anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's not true. Um, and your vote probably wouldn't have mattered. Vote next year. When's the Alaska polls close? <laughs> now, I do... West Coast is probably still open. I do wonder if uh, if there are those couples that vote opposite. Like, one person votes Republican, one person votes Democrat. Like, can't they just come to an understanding that if they're just going to vote the opposite of each other and everything, that they both just don't vote? You know the Republican will go behind their back. Yeah, they'll go with it anyway. Then, then they'll, they'll vote. They'll, as their wife, too, they'll put on... Like a like a wig and go and vote and say, Oh, I'm I'm Mrs. Caps. Uh-huh. That is uh, voter fraud, sir. That is voter fraud. Well, you know. I'm just telling you how it goes. You voted for your is kid yet? For your baby? Yeah. Yeah. The baby got a vote. I, hey, I did the same wait, did your baby go and vote? I actually voted for my kid in a uh one of the write ins. I always do that at an election. Right to jail. I, uh, right away. You know I what? In. It's not fair. It should be 18 to vote. They also have to live in this hellhole of a country. They should get a say. More importantly, that hellhole of the state. What about yeah. your uh, What about your dog? Did Tucker vote? He should get a vote too. He was probably he sleeping. He'd vote to, <laughs> to leave your house, probably. <laughs> look at the photos you post. <laughs> You're so pitiful looking. I actually, he he went. Uh, the the polling station is in an elementary school in my neighborhood, and we walked together to uh, go vote today during lunch. Oh, nice! Dude. Yeah, you took the dog. Yeah. Did you leave him outside or no? Him in? I brought him inside. I didn't give a shit. 
Wow. You brought you your dog in. No rules in Ohio. You brought your dog inside to anarchy. vote with you. It's a gymnasium. Yeah, but you have to go through like the regular school to get to the gymnasium, or is it like just open to the outside? Wait, what do you think this is? A brewery? Yeah, I don't care. I, well, I mean, that's what he's making it sound uh, like. What do yeah. I care? Yeah. It's all. What if someone's. What if someone is allergic to dog hair? I don't care. Vote. I know you don't care. I'm just saying. What if? Though? What if I'm that allergic to how someone? Reason. What if I'm allergic to how someone looks who's around me? They're still there. I, I don't think that's an allergy. You don't know. I don't either. I'm pretty sure that's like the, I. The gluten, I got. I got allergy. I got tested. I don't believe they that's stuck, real either. They stuck me with a needle, and they're like, "Oh shit, you're allergic to how that these people look." All right, I'm let's swelled get... up. <sighs> um. So me and the dog voted. Cool, but you didn't take the kid. Did you... no? She's at, she was at daycare. What about the ex-fiance? Did you take her? No, she was at work. Oh. Does her work not give her time to go vote? Did she uh, not vote? She did after after work. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I'm glad that everyone in your household exercised their civic duty, including your dog. Yeah, we okay. exercised. It wasn't That's everyone. Fair. The kid didn't. All right. Let's start out by uh, talking about the polls this week. So, um... I will start out by talking about the uh, some of the. What? Listen, I'm listening. Yeah, I think I think we can retire now that the college football playoff pulls out. We can retire yes. the AP and. Coaches. I didn't talk we're about really it last week. Did Did you even listen to my but 54 we're gonna, we're minute about the... solo podcast? No, I did not listen. Uh, I listened. I listened for literally maybe four and a half minutes, and I said, <laughs> "I can't do this." And I turned I it off. I wasn't going to listen. I wasn't gonna listen anyway until, and then I found out Andrew from Andrew that it was fifty-one minutes, and I just could not fathom how you were able to talk with no one to bounce any ideas or thoughts off of for fifty-one minutes on your own. I was amazing to me. I was like, I can't, I can't. Well, I can't take there, you'd be surprised what happens when you're uh, when you're sleep deprived. Uh, the thoughts just don't come out very clearly. Um, You'd be a mad, you'd be surprised that a middle-aged white man uh, has. Listen, there's a lot of very important stuff to say. I I was you talking about Maxion. He just talks. Okay, and talks and talks. I was talking about Ball State and Kent State, Buffalo at Ohio. Uh, I honestly, it makes sense. It it makes sense that like Andy. I was talking about Central Michigan at Northern Illinois and Western Michigan at Bowling Green. Come on, (laughs) Jesus Christ! Don't you care about football? All right, Uh, so we'll start out. Start out. I can't even talk. The uh, FEI uh, ratings, and yeah, we'll skip the APN coaches. Um, So we got uh, in FEI. We have Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama at seven and two. More on that later. Michigan, Tennessee. Texas still in top six, um, with six at uh, the six and three record. LSU seven and two. Uh, Penn State, Oregon, Kansas State, and notably TCU at nine and zero is ranked number twelve in this. Um, your coaches poll. They are look at Florida. Um, look at Florida State sneaking in there. Uh, are they Andy, like decent? I feel are they like actually decent. I feel like no. Andy's whole delivery of that was like a fever dream. <laughs> that was very bizarre. Listen, Ooh, I am very out of sorts. I got 10. computer problems that I talked about last week. They have continued into this week. 
Yeah. Oh, I, it's I, just the whole thing. Last week, last week I recorded on my laptop speaker. I mean, it's just it's our pet heads are falling off. Um, things are happening. All right, college football playoff uh, poll. Who, who wants to do the honors here? Uh, Tom, you, you never read any of these polls. You want you want to do these? Ah, <sighs> that's a secret he can't read. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Number four, TCU. Hey, way mm-hmm. to go, TCU. I did not pay attention to any of this yeah. uh, this evening. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've pretty much given up on college football this season anyway. But anyway, number five, Tennessee. Oh, Tigers. Six, Oregon. Number seven, LSU. Hey, go Tigers. Number eight, Southern Cal. Go Tigers. Uh, Southern Cal is an eighth. Okay. Number nine, Alabama. Number 10, Cle- why is Clemson in the top why, 10? Where still? is Texas? Why, why aren't, aren't they Alabama in the top, in the top 10? 10 still? <laughs> I feel... We, we yeah, are, the analytics would tell you we are top 10 literally propping up Alabama on beating a middling Texas team, and that's it. They've played um, yeah, two good teams. They've pretty lost much. to both. Pretty, pretty much. Um, no, no, I think... This ain't your mama's Alabama. We can Alabama. talk about that more Stop later it. when we get to the, the score of that final game. So let's talk about the... Um, where we got the FPI. Only poll that matters, Andrew. It's the only mm-hmm. poll that matters. All right, I got to find the last one. Mm-hmm. Okay. This week, oh, we have a new number one, the FPI. Moving into number one, Georgia. Okay. And then Congrats, a, Georgia. And then Ohio State. Alabama mm-hmm. at three in the FPI, so we know it's a good poll for sure. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Michigan at four. Tennessee, five. Texas at six. I mean, if you have Alabama at three, you got to have Texas at six. That's just mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a really close game. Um, Utah at seven. Clemson at eight. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Penn State at 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine and OTCU at 14th. Uh, eight and one UCLA at 21. The analytics just really love TCU, man. Oof. Four and five Iowa State at 26th. Ahead of two spots ahead of eight and one UNC, everyone hates UNC. That's because they're bad. They're you know what? They're winning games. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Yeah. They're, well, they're also not playing anyone. They're winning games. Drake May quietly having an amazing season, and no one's talking about it. Yeah. That's kind of okay. what happens when you play at UNC. Uh, any other fun things on here? Hmm. Eight and one Liberty is at six and three, or is it sixty three? Okay. Coastal Carolina seven eight. Uh, let's see, lowest ranking. Who do we think the lowest ranking Power Five team is, and what are, and what rank? Colorado. What rank do you think they are? I have one hundred thirty one teams. Okay. One hundred twenty six. It is Colorado. Oof. Where's Rutgers at? They are one hundred twentieth. Wow, it's close. Uh, well, Rutgers. Who's that? that Northwestern. Well, we'll look. Uh, yeah, Rutgers is 90th, okay. uh, Northwestern um, is 91. I feel like Northwestern's going to come up later, so we could talk about that more later. Uh, your make national championship percentage, Georgia, 59%, highest state, 53%, Michigan at 31, and Tennessee at 25. Man, this still has Alabama. Somebody, uh, is the stats board dude, talked about highest. that, because somebody was saying, why, why are these things saying this and like weird complicated shit with uh with formulas and stuff but yeah he's basically like it's not happening but yes that's just how the formulas so, work so who 
Yes. Is LSU in control of the West now? Yes, yes. And who does LSU have left? Arkansas. Uh, I got it here. Arkansas, UAB, and Texas A&M. Oh, man, that's a classic fall fly on your face <laughs> last weekend of the season game. <laughs> Even if LSU loses one of those, I think they still go, right? I'm going to look at the uh, SEC standings It might be here. Ole Miss that goes instead. I don't think uh, – I don't know how Alabama would go. LSU and Ole Miss both okay. LSU and Ole Miss both have one loss in the in the conference. So LSU I think would have to lose twice to Ole for Alabama to pass them. Ole Miss's losses to LSU also. Yeah, so LSU well LSU would have to lose two more times and Ole Miss <laughs> would have to lose well if they lost Alabama this week, they Alabama would break that tiebreaker, but LSU has to lose two of their next three. But if they win. lose the SEC. But if they lose another conference game, then one of those teams is a them, right? Because they both have one loss. Oh yeah, true. O- Ole Miss would also have to beat Alabama. Ole Miss, Ole Miss has loses to, to Alabama. Yeah, Ole Miss ha- has to. And I would, I would assume. I don't know how the SEC tiebreakers are, but I would assume that head-to-head is right after division. Yeah. Uh, or conference record. Yeah. Yeah. Divi- yeah. That's why LSU is in the lead right now. Or after the record, yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so okay. In maybe next week we'll just uh, skip the FEI and we'll just do the FPI, the only poll that matters, and this uh, composite that the CFB Nate dude puts together because it's a composite of the SP plus FPI beta rank, whatever that is, KFORD and CFB winning edge. Um, so in that the top 10 we got... Pretty much the same thing. Georgia, uh-huh. Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, Oregon, LSU, Penn State, and Clemson still at 10. Uh, TCU is down at 12. Um, nobody thinks highly of TCU except for the playoff committee. So They do, even well, if I don't think that anybody uh, sees TCU continuing what they're doing. But it'll all be determined on the field. That's right. Then it then it then it'll it, all shake out. Shake I think out. I don't think that anybody's really taking it seriously because they've had to come back in the in so many of their wins. They've won close over SMU 42-34, Kansas 38-31, Oklahoma State 43-40, Kansas State 38-28, West Virginia 41-34, Texas Tech 34-24. So they've had to come back in a lot of these games to win and it doesn't seem sustainable. Anyway, wins or wins. Wins or wins. I will say that it would be great to pull TCU if that actually happens in the in the in the first round. If we stay number one and we play TCU, um, that seems like a promising matchup. So let's talk about last week's games. Tuesday, we had Maction. Okay. Ball State at Kent State. Kent State was favored by six and a half. They won twenty seven twenty. So good job, Vegas. Uh, Buffalo was favored by three at Ohio. Ohio won 45-24. You should be happy about this because most of these teams are based in Ohio. Um, I don't care about most of it. Is the whole Mac in? How many of them? It's awake. Hold on. Uh, Pop quiz, Tom. (laughs) How how many Ohio-based Mac teams can you name? Okay. I'm going to go from the ones that are here. Bowling Green. Uh, Ball State. Not Ball State. Yes. Kent State. No, not not Ball State. 
Kent State, half Ohio. I had to count how many teams were in the MAC. Mm-hmm. Literally half of the MAC is in the, is in Ohio. <laughs> okay, so Boston. So sorry, sorry. Bowling Green, Kent State, Ohio. Uh, no, I don't know. Is there like a Cleveland school? I have no idea. No, there's no Cleveland school. I don't know any other places. Uh-huh. Toledo, Toledo. Okay, that's four. Uh, what are some? Yeah. Like, other well, I guess there is technically. Ohio? There's kind of a Cleveland school. Kind not, of, but Cleveland not, school? but not really. Mm-hmm. It's kind. It's it's Cleveland adjacent. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming yeah. it's like a suburb or something, uh, or a town nearby. Okay. It's a it's a city nearby. A big it's city. A big city. Is it? Yeah. What Akron? I don't know what that means because I feel like you overinflate <clears throat> the sizes of the towns in your Akron. It, Akron is a big city. Yeah, it's got a downtown okay. with big buildings. Every like little test. Every little town has a downtown. It's also Miami, Ohio. Some respect on Michelin's headquarters. Ohio. Yeah, Miami, Ohio. It always messes me up when I'm uh, when I'm on Vegas Insider looking at odds, okay. and I do a Control F to search for Miami, and then I to double check what I'm looking at. I have to hit next, yeah. You Real bummer. Yeah, yeah. Pisses awful. me off every time. All right, one, one um, time. One time. So there's your their pop quiz. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember where we were. Let's let's just kick over to Thursday. App State. I was favorite. <laughs> App State, favored by two and a half at Coastal Carolina. Coastal won 35-28. Friday, we had Duke favored by nine and a half at Boston College. Duke won 38-31. Also Friday, we had Oregon State at Washington favored by four and a half, and they won 24-21. Saturday, we had Air Force favored by six and a half versus Army. Air Force won 13-7. Damn, Vegas is really close on a lot of these, but not quite. Um, Florida at Texas A&M. Texas A&M favored by three, and they won forty-one to twenty-four. Anyone uh, want to hazard a, a guess that does not already know what Texas A&M's current uh, record is on the season? Close. Three uh, and two six. and six. No, three and six. They're one and five in the SEC. Oof. Remember when they started sixth in the country? You remember oh, what uh, one of Desmond Howard's uh, projected season. four playoff teams was uh, Texas A&M? Uh, remember, <laughs> remember all of his four Probably. projected playoff wins were? I think it was were? like Michigan State or something. They were all like, I don't think mm. any of them are in the running anymore. Mm. They're all trash. Um, yeah, Texas A&M. I, yeah. I mean, they'd have to win out to go to a bowl game. Doesn't seem like that's happening. Uh... Yeah, I, I didn't watch much of this game, but uh, yeah, I, I have nothing to share on it. Although if Florida is beating you 41-24, your team uh, sucks, but I think we already know that based on their record. Um, Ohio State, sorry, Ohio State, favored by 37.5 at Northwestern. They won 21-7. to Andrew, do you have any napkin scribblings to share with us? Uh no, this wasn't a nap napkin. The score mm-hmm. would make you think is a napkin scribbling game, but if you watched the game, it it wasn't. There was a forty mile per hour sustained wind. I believe that they measured okay. gusts one point at eighty miles an hour in the county that that game was happening in during the game time. Probably not. Uh, the stadium, mm-hmm. uh, well, that stadium's notoriously windy too. Uh, even when it's not windy, that stadium's just fucking windy. Um. 
so no one could throw the ball. I believe there were uh, it, the between Northwestern and Ohio State when teams were going into okay. the wind, no one completed a pass. Uh, and when they were not going into the wind, that's when they completed passes. Uh, so CJ could barely pass the ball. I mean, Northwestern couldn't either. When he threw the ball, it would just go straight down because the wind would catch it. Um, I thought the defense played well uh, again. And I the, the run game is getting concerning. Uh, we did see CJ run for, I think, the first time this year. He broke off a 45-yard run, uh, which I don't think he's ran the ball once this year, uh, or at least I can remember. Uh, but the offensive line's not getting a lot of push when they should be against Northwestern. But to be fair, Northwestern was also putting like nine, Good. ten guys in the box because no one could pass. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not. A lot of people are are hitting the hitting the panic alarm after that game. I I'm not putting a lot of stock into a game that was pouring down raining and 50 mile power winds and saying like this is indicative of anything. So they won the game. It was the game was it was close, but it was never really in doubt. I think Northwestern crossed the fifty yard mm-hmm. line twice the entire game. So do you do you see any warning uh, signs there as far as so like last year? The, the big thing was when Ohio State uh, got beat by Michigan. The the thing was, oh, you know, this team is soft. They're they're not built to be physical with a team like uh, Michigan. Like I heard I heard on one podcast they they described it this way. Uh, which was that Ohio State is built to score 50 points on Michigan State, and Michigan was built by Harbaugh specifically in a way to beat Ohio State. Do you think that there's anything to that? I think last year there was something to that because there was warning signs uh, that whole season that 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 offensive line, and I mean, we knew that defense last year was notoriously bad. Uh this year, there hasn't been... The defense is actually really, really good this year. Um, they've, they've turned it around a, a ton. Uh, so I'm not concerned on that front. The offensive line has been better and hasn't shown as many warning signs as last year. Um, now, if we you know, if we get here to Indiana and Maryland over the next two weeks and we're having the same issues that we had here with Northwestern, uh, I, I think that is a fair statement. But this is the first game where I think that they've kind of got haven't really controlled I, I don't want to say controlled they were just they were just it was neutral at the line they weren't getting pushed back but they weren't yeah. getting any push it was just it didn't seem to me like they did all that great either the so. previous week with penn state as far as physicality went well the the i mean the big problem with is they've been rotating two running backs back and forth and neither have been healthy one game or the other, like one's hurt for one game, then the other one's hurt the next game. And so that's been a frustrating thing is because they work best in tandem and we've had one every single game. So, um, I don't know. I, I think we'll know more after this week if that team is a quote unquote soft. The defense is not soft. That defense is legit and way better than they were last year. So I don't think Michigan's going to rush for like 350 yards like they did last year in Ohio state. Um, I, I guess we'll have to, Tune in next time to see, but uh, obviously Ohio State did not cover a 37.5 point spread, a 21 to 7 win. Um, yeah, it just seemed like a miserable game because they the conditions were not that were such that you could not pass the ball, and they were not really getting a lot of running lanes open. And yeah, I guess 21 to 7, and see what happens the next week. 
I, I would assume it's probably going to be, uh, I don't think you're going to know anything more until that Michigan game because I think those two other games, you're probably not going to have issues with the wind and you'll probably be able to pass if you want to or run if you want to. I don't know how much you're going to learn from the other games until you play Michigan, but that's, that's just me. Um, Oregon. Yeah. Time will tell. Oregon favored by 31 and a half at Colorado. Uh, they won 49-10. Alabama favored by 12 and a half at LSU. Oh boy, LSU. Uh, and I watched this with uh, my girlfriend, who's an Alabama fan. Uh, this was a uh, this was a this was a rough night. Uh, <laughs> uh, i you know, Tom watched this with his girlfriend, who's an LSU fan. I, I we didn't watch it together. Well. We were on the phone watching it. The whole uh, game? I don't know. No, just the end of it because oh, no. I told you I stopped watching the Clemson game. Oh, spoiler alert to everyone who wasn't here before we started the podcast. I only watched um, the game until halftime. So, um, also, spoiler alert: uh, LSU won this thirty-two to thirty-one. Um, so, uh, fine. So, it's not a spoiler where it's work. This game is. It just seemed like a, a perfect encapsulation of what is wrong with this Alabama team, which is that Bill O'Brien's play calling sucks, and only through Bryce Young being an incredible athlete that everybody could see where <clears throat> shit would just break down, and he would burn out of a couple tackles, uh, roll out of the pocket, be about to cross the uh, the line of scrimmage, and then complete a pass with like a scramble drill type thing. To there were two wide open Alabama receivers at the end of the game. Where, um, obviously that is not a called play by Bill O'Brien. That is only by him being an amazing athlete and getting out of that situation that happened. Then there was, um, yes. Well, okay. <laughs> to be fair, the two wide receivers being that next to each was. other was now, probably him getting a Bill out O'Brien of called play. Was a, was a Bryce Young uh, deal. Um. Also, they were not open before that, and (laughs) that part was Bill O'Brien's fault to where those receivers were not open, and he had to scramble, and then things opened up. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Bryce Young had a couple of those plays where it was just Uh, crazy shit that he was doing where it's like, okay, yeah, if he isn't there, they, they lose this game by a much larger margin. What were you gonna say? Alabama should be pretty Agreed. worried uh, next year when they don't have Bryce Young. Or Jameer Gibbs, who is a running back, Jameer, but is also their Jameer best Gibbs. receiver, it seems like. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's their second best player yep. um, on that whole entire offense. And we've seen Alabama. And maybe they'll go to the portal and try to get somebody else because going to the portal worked uh, uh, a little bit. That, has it? It didn't help them with uh, two, two, two receivers that they brought in. Yeah. Uh, well, last, one of them got injured. <laughs> last year, they had well, their receiver. Yes, last year. Um, it, maybe maybe they just need to just focus on developing some of those athletes that they get. That's an idea. Um, anyway, I, I don't understand what, what the deal is there, but uh, we got to talk about LSU a little bit. Um, their quarterback, pretty good, I, I would say. Also, um, so this game goes to overtime. Alabama gets a touchdown to 31, and then LSU uh, yep. 
Of course, they it took them some work to get that touchdown. Eventually, that they do get that touchdown. LSU. Oh, go ahead. Let well, let's 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 back up and talk about like the two two calls by refs that okay. fundamentally changed this game. And one was the one is an incredibly dumb rule that was ruled correct, and the other was a hundred percent called wrong on the field. The first was when Alabama was running the ball up and they fumbled it on the sideline. LSU guy clearly recovers it, but because the Alabama guy oh. touched it, just touched the ball with his finger while he's laying out of bounds, Alabama gets the ball back, mm-hmm. even though they had no type of possession. But because he was laying out of bounds and just touched the yep. ball, it just becomes a dead ball, which is the silliest rule I, I've ever seen. If if that becomes an instantly dead ball, then no one has possession, so we have to do a scrum at midfield. Okay. That's the new rule. <laughs> okay. Midfield scrum. If the ball is re, is uh, okay. deemed dead ball and no one has possession, it's a scrum. Uh, so uh, by rule, that's a, that's the correct call, but that is an incredibly dumb yeah. rule, and that that kind of changed the game a, a lot there, because um, I believe at that point it was uh fourteen to nine. Yeah, this was a miserable like game for most um, of it. And then, and then in overtime, yeah, LSU's <laughs> offense fucking puttered along for, for like till basically the end of that fourth quarter. They were just they just existed, and they were just like. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, and Alabama mm. was just kicking field goals for a long time, uh, and then in that overtime, we had the third the third down, uh, where Alabama throws it into the end zone. The wide receiver clearly gets tackled, uh, and they call pass interference. They go to review to see if the ball was tipped. On the review, you can clearly see the defensive lineman's finger move back, like you can see the finger on the tip, flip huh? back on the on the tip. Which then yeah. you can just tackle whoever the fuck you want, uh, and they reviewed that and they were like, "Nah, that finger didn't move." But like <laughs> literally every single angle, you could see his finger fly backwards in a way that would so only happen if something moved. hit it. it. Was did ball move uh, after it was possibly tipped, and it didn't look like the ball moved at all. It doesn't matter. But that doesn't matter. It's if you touch the ball, it okay. becomes a tip pass, and you can just tackle whoever you want. The, to be fair, the correct call in that play should have been holding on the LSU defense, but that's not what they called. They called pass interference, and so that okay. tip comes into play, and it was just the tip. But they, but they reviewed it, and that was a terrible call, okay. which let, let Alabama then get a touchdown. And then LSU gets the ball. Two awful calls. Uh, runs it in. Uh, Jalen or Jaden Daniels <laughs> runs it uh, kind of the right side. And uh, is keeping the whole way. Just runs it down on the first play for 25 yards for a touchdown. Yes. Amazing um, amazing run. Just amazing. seemed completely yes. unexpected to me that they would just go for that the first play. And then talk about unexpected. Uh, I got to... Okay, I am not a Brian Kelly fan. But that was... That dude's got some brass balls. He goes for two. They get it in the game. And, uh, and yeah, I, um, and that's before you have to go for two. You don't have to go for two until the next OT from what I remember, but, um, goes for two ends the game right there. That's correct. And, uh, 
Goes for two on. It looked like basically the same play that Clemson beat Alabama on in the national championship. Not game. only that, it was the same play he called against FSU in like 2014 or whatever. They got called for a offensive pass interference, and he had some quote that said, "Yeah, I knew the ref." Wasn't it basically call like, like a kind of a pick play and like a uh, like an H back or somebody runs over there and it was, yeah. was wide open? Yeah. It was a uh, it was a good play call. Uh, yep. th- I mean, Brian Kellen realized that that game. If they lose that game, that yeah. they were basically playing with house money at that point. It seemed like so. Uh, I thought it was an odd call to do at home, uh, but I did enjoy. Yeah, the I mean, if, if call, it didn't work out, then, out. then we're like, oh, this is the dumbest call. Why don't you just go if for you, overtime so- or, or second overtime? You're at home. Blah blah blah. Well, here, here's what I think. Here's what I think, right? If you think that you have a two-point play that you're pretty confident is going to work, why save it for the second overtime when you prior just play, using it to tie for a sure, tie? You sure. use it in the first overtime Man, to get the Also, I would feel going. pretty good after on my first play right. call, we ran it in for a touchdown. You got the momentum at that point. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you probably got Bama. Go for it before they Bama can even realize that you're that, you know. that you're going to go actually yeah. go for it. Like I think a lot of people thought that they were just gonna bluff, like going for a two pointer and make. Yeah, I, I, I will say this: this, this podcast and all the members on this podcast notoriously hate Brian Kelly. Yes, very much for so. every reason possible well, and every reason imaginable. One reason. There's really one <laughs> main reason for me, but. <laughs> but but after that game they interviewed him and it was like the most human interaction you've ever like ha- like he's ever had like he was no longer this weird like robot person he seemed like a human you're kind of like hey that brian kelly guy seems okay but then you remember well, like literally everything get, before that moment yeah. well it's because like, he oh, beat no, alabama and everybody's like oh he's not that bad you know uh <laughs> I think he's at that point now though where, where he can say family however he wants to after no, that I, play call his, I thought his interview after on the field there was very sincere and or at least seemed like it, and it was just a weird juxtaposition from like everything else that Brian Kelly's ever been. I honestly probably would have preferred the uh, <laughs> family. Did it in a southern accent. <laughs> My family. Family. We're a family here. Go Tigers. I wish you would have ended it like that. Um. All right. So <laughs> let's see. Yeah. All right. Uh. That was a great game, though. Exactly. Uh, all right, great, let's yeah, great ending, yeah. Skip that game. All right, we had Arizona at Utah, favored by 17 and a half. Uh, Utah won 45 to 20. Clemson, uh, favored by three and a half at Notre Dame. Notre Dame won 35 to 14. Uh, and that score is not really in- indicative of the ass kicking that was taking place. It was, what, 28 nothing at one point, if I remember right? So some of those scores were late. Uh, Tom, can you tell us what. <laughs> Sure, I don't know. I Tom, tell us about the first half. It was, it, was, it, was it was 28 nothing. <laughs> so, um, as Andrew kind of uh, spoke about earlier, the weather in uh, Indiana that night was uh, very, very windy. So you would think, uh, hey, maybe, you know, especially Notre Dame, a team that can't pass the ball anyway, uh, hey, they're probably going to run it a lot. Maybe we should stack the box and make sure that they uh, don't get a lot of yards running the ball on us. And uh, that is exactly what Notre Dame <laughs> did, and Clemson did absolutely nothing to stop it. 
they didn't contain on the outside. They didn't fill gaps at the linebacker. They didn't do anything. They just let Notre Dame run and run. Notre Dame scored a touchdown right before the half, and they ran it seven times in a row, and Clemson just let them go down the field. And I, I mean, that's just you know indicative of like the whole. I would assume the whole game, but most, you know, Clemson's season also where it's just like they have all the same talent that they had on their team last year that was really good. But now they have some, you know, jack wagon running the defense that has no idea what he's doing in way over his head. Can't call a game. Um, and, you know, this is this. Is yeah, I was going right? to say, are, are we? I don't even are, start on the OK, struggles. I think we've uh, made known. But, as you know. much as we hate uh, Brian Kelly, how much we think that DJU seems to be a good guy, blah, blah, blah. But things, for whatever reason, have not really worked out for him as a as a quarterback. Um, I mean, he's looked great against bad teams. Time he plays a, a above, av- above average or good team, it's the bed. He's... He is good. He's great in those Dr. Pepper commercials. He was great his freshman year. You don't want to know what's something that's interesting. And, and, you know, maybe it's just, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. But it seems to me every quarterback that has gone to Clemson, especially these like most recent five-star guys, have always been their best their freshman year. And over time, they've just gotten worse and worse. I feel like it happened with Deshaun Watson. It happened with Trevor Lawrence. And now it's happening with DJ. Now DJ is like a pretty steep drop-off. But I remember those, you know, several games he played in 2020. Everyone's like, well, here's the next great quarterback. And then this is what we got now. So I don't know what um, the QB coach Yeah, is so I don't – and, and they did give uh, Clade – Can sorry, I – Clade, uh, Cade Klubnick uh, one shot. He had one pass, and it was an interception. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Yeah, was. Sounds about correct. right. And I'm assuming they pulled him right back after that. Yes, and they did. Yeah. Okay. That's. I'm sure that's great for his confidence. So. It was. Uh, it Good was. Good job, everyone. It was 14 nothing at that point when he threw an interception. Uh, then they they went for a touchdown, and then they put DJ back in. They drove down the field, and DJ <laughs> threw a 96 yard pick six. Ah, uh, sounds great. <laughs> uh, sounds great. Here, here, here is some uh, mm-hmm. to go with what you were saying. Here's some indicative stats of that game. Yeah. Clemson passed the ball 40 times in that game. Yes. Well, I would assume most are behind the line of scrimmage, but go ahead. Uh, well, the, the very Frommian numbers here from DJ. 27, I'll have you know that Jake Fromm averaged like seven and a half yards. I, that's not super... Hold on. Oh my god, I don't want to do this with you right now. Um, <laughs> I would assume a lot of that has to do with the weather and the winds that I was told anyway by the nice folks at NBC, which by the way, that like commenting team is oh it's insufferable i don't know how anyone watches a notre dame game on nbc as like an opposing fan it is the like oh my god cons i guess it's consworth's son who calls for notre Uh dame now he's the worst he's worse than his dad and um anyway so but from what i understand there were winds gusting between 40 and 50 miles per hour i would assume you're not airing it out in games like that so Uh like also y'all got beat by drew pine who had who was uh, nine catches 17 attempts yeah. for 85, 85 yards. yards. Nine. Pat. 85 yards. Mm-hmm. I told I I told you that they ran the ball seven uh-huh. times right before half. They, we they, did nothing. They ran the ball 47 times in total. Uh, Will Shipley ran the ball 12 times in total. 
How many? And he had like five yards per attempt. Why would y'all you had like, keep like y'all, with y'all let this team beat you? That had that had less than three hundred and fifty yards of total y'all. offense, thirty-five to fourteen. I mean, they had a pick six okay. and a punt return for a punt block. Return yeah, for a touchdown. I was about to say so they, they there's no way that this math checks out. Anyway, uh, okay. uh, can I can I interest you in one recently fired Jeff Scott to come back? I honestly, well, not as OC, but I would like him back as recruiting coordinator and wide receivers coach. Wide receivers. Would you take a, a huge? Would you take a gently used program. Bill O'Brien? We used to have the best wide receivers in the country. Okay. Now we don't anymore, obviously. No, I I, mean, I don't honestly, know. If Bill I probably, gently I, used, and I would, he probably I would is better than what I you think have. He'd probably be better than what we have. I don't. It's so like I don't understand how this like keeps happening in this sport. You have these elite coaches, and through hubris and loyalty, they torpedo their programs into the ground. Like I and and then another coach will come along and he'll you know he'll be hungry and he'll be young and he'll bring his this team to like you know great places. And then he's like you know what I'm gonna hire my friends and um, I'm gonna think I know how to do this right and I'm not gonna adjust I'm not gonna adapt to the changing uh, landscape and you know it'll be fine and then you know we get another yeah. Bobby Bowden or whatever. Harry, it's just frustrating. Uh, to watch this happen. And you know what? Honestly, like for me, like if we're going to just be a middling program again, you know, win eight, nine, ten games a season, win the ACC sometimes, fine, whatever. But I don't think that we should be doing that and having the highest paid staff in the country. Like, you know, if you guys are going to, if this is what you, you guys, guys have the highest paid staff, coaching cool, staff in the country. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We did. I, we probably don't this year. After Venables left, I think, and Tony, yeah, and Tony yeah, yeah. Elliott, I think that we probably are not. I was about to say, y'all yeah. just promoted last some like, analyst or something. <laughs> I forgot Tony Elliott left. Yeah, Tony Elliott left, and we promoted his understudy to have a shittier version of his. This is the same guy that called the game against Ohio State in 2020, where we had no <laughs> semblance of a game plan, and we thought promoting him the year, a year later is a good idea. I was like Tony Elliott was gar- garbage. <laughs> I mean, see, and I just I don't feel bad for these kids, man. They're like, like you know, totally fine. Like wasting these kids' mm-hmm. college career on these guys that we're gonna just do like coaching and training. It kind of seems like the, the has know, the offensive like, game plan really ever been all that intricate? Hasn't it usually just been like, yeah, yeet the ball up to like some six five receivers and let them do their thing? And ETN. Obviously. I think it was pretty um, innovation. We had a lot of innovation back when Chad Morris was our OC. And I guess I was talking more. It, I'm probably talking more about the Tony Elliott area um, era. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it's pretty vanilla. It's basically like you know, force your force your will and and out talent the other teams um, and. And, you know, it's probably fine when you have generational quarterbacks and wide receivers, mm-hmm. you know, that go in the first round of the draft. Um, but we don't yeah. have wide receivers like that All right. anymore. So, um, you know, when you have Trevor Lawrence, you know, Travis Etienne and T. Higgins, uh, it's pretty easy to Justin just play Ross whatever when he was healthy, obviously. you want to play. Yep. Yeah, some phenomenal yeah. athletes. And, uh, I mean, I think Will Shipley is a pretty good uh Pretty good running back. It's just he. Yeah, Shipley's good. Uh, yeah, 
I think Shipley's good, but yeah, he's a uh, well. First of all, I, th- I think sometimes he he rushes to the hole. I think he he doesn't he doesn't have as good a vision as he could have. But I mean, I'm nitpicking yeah. with him. Whereas Sounds like, like the right. whole rest of the uh, Michigan, dumpster fire. I don't know, uh, twenty five and a half uh, favored uh, at Rutgers. All, all you need to know is here here is that they won fifty two seventeen. However, they were losing uh, at halftime to Rutger, um, and then poured it on in the second half. Cal at seventeen ten and a half. Yep. Uh, uh, Cal at U- USC. USC was uh, actually I didn't even put the fa- the odds in there. Uh, anyway, USC won forty one thirty five. Your game of the week was Tennessee at Georgia. Georgia is favored by eight and a half. Uh, they won twenty seven thirteen. This yeah, I-, I would say that that is not even close as it seems. Even though it was a fourteen point win, so they they covered um, the seven of those points were in the you know four minutes before the game ended, um, and the. It, it could have been, I would say, and I kind of wish it had been like 45 to nothing, but it, we kind of ran into what Ohio State ran into, but just in a different way, where it was just uh, a downpour. Second half, they threw four passes in the second half, um, and they were uh, taking the clock down to zero every time and just running it. Um, we're just trying to get out of there. There were a lot of injuries that came into the game, and then there were a few that happened during the game. Uh, so once they got up, I think they were just trying to shorten the game. Um, Tennessee just, I, I, <laughs> on my 54 minute pod, solo podcast last week, I talked about how it could go. I mean, it, there was definitely a scenario where, you know, I, I could see that Tennessee could win this game. I, I wasn't sure if it would happen because I was like, yeah, it's the same, same quarterback, all the same receivers, tight ends, everybody's the same offensive play calling staff's the same. I don't see how it, like how they're going to blow us out. Um, and they didn't, um, so I, it seemed like the game plan was uh, was different than what uh, Alabama did, where they were trying to do like the mixing up like like the man zone thing that like Sa- uh, Saban loves to do. Whereas the, this one, uh, Kirby was just playing uh, man coverage the whole game, trusting the, the DBs to uh, to stay with their dudes. And they they do these they Tennessee does a lot of these things where they do like uh, bunch formations. They'll have the the lead receiver out there block. And so what Georgia would do would just basically have the DB that's on that guy. As soon as the ball snapped, basically run straight towards him and push him into the backfield to disrupt their whole, uh, that whole bunch formation thing. Um, and so then, and then their DBs were there to limit yards after contact. Like guys were not running free at all the whole game. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how many other teams out there can actually like trust their DBs to to play man coverage that aggressively. Like you would think that Alabama would, but didn't do that either. Um. I will say, uh, I mean, obviously Georgia played well. Their defense played really well. I don't think you're giving the crowd nearly enough credit. I think a lot of the reason that Tennessee struggled on offense. Yeah, and I, I've seen a, a couple different takes on that. The sense. the crowd is definitely um, a decent percentage of it, which I think that this, uh, once Guinness World Records actually happens, they hit 137 decibels in this game, um, which the previous record was 133 with the Nebraska UW game in the 90s. Uh, so it, either way, it was deafening at the game. They couldn't hear shit. Um, I, I saw some other coach was saying they were like, yeah, crowds, honestly, like when, when it's loud, it's loud. They were like the, the real reason why these offensive linemen were jumping was because they were getting their shit pushed in by the defensive line at Georgia the whole game. And 
that they were antsy to get off the get off the line and start their uh, start their pass sets like their their blocking schemes. So I don't know. Regardless, that uh, I don't know. They were yeah. they were false starting. Like on it the was. Uh, I think it's definitely uh, like I mean, probably seventy five percent of it I, is I, the I crowd think... noise and just not hearing shit. Also, uh, Georgia was doing it, this. Is also something because uh, a lot of those teams they they can't hear anything, so they're going off of movement. Well, what Georgia does a lot is they do uh, they do a shift right, right before the ball is snapped a lot of times, and as soon as that shift happened, you'd see those OL jumping. So they're moving or they're moving on motion, and when Georgia was was moving, which is motion, and they were getting confused and snapped. So I think that's part of it. So uh, regardless, yeah, it was that they, they were very confused and uh, and out of it and. I think Georgia would have won anyway, but I would have. I, I think it, we would have. It was, uh, it, yeah. I I don't know. Like, I, uh, possibly like, they they would they could not handle like Georgia was rushing towards the end. They they started rushing a little bit more players. Most of the game they were only rushing like between four and six, and they were keep they were having to keep like two extra blockers in there because their their guys could not block the defensive line. Um, they were. Yeah, they they were just getting their ass kicked, and I mean Jalen Carter had a game of his life and caused uh, what should have been a safety in the end zone. Uh, knock the ball out, dude. Uh, offensive lineman is tackled in the end zone, and they ruled it down at the one. But ultimately, doesn't matter uh, because they punted it. Oh, and lie. next play, uh, Bennett throws a like thirty-five, forty-yard touchdown. So um, it didn't matter. Uh, I don't see how that wasn't a safety, but they took like 10 minutes to make that call, which was also another thing. Like if you're going to make a, a, pl- a call on replay, there should be some kind of a time limit. I'm so fucking sick of replay. The I, I feel like at yeah. this point, the only well, thing that should be replayed is scoring plays. Because here's the problem. Here's the problem. I, I get, I get where, where you're coming from. It is really annoying, but the refs are so bad. I feel like so much shit gets missed. And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, here's here's the other thing. Is like, okay, so we'll go and look at did they get like another six inches on like a on a third down play or a fourth down play to get a first down, but like on a first or second down play where they gain five yards, but they mark it a yard short. Short. We never look at. And it's like, well, why do we care about six inches over here? We didn't. What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do we don't care about it over here? I, uh, I had six I, inches I is very, can be very important there. sometimes. Uh, it can be, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like we, we don't give a shit about these other downs that are like you know where we routinely see refs mismark balls on like you know yeah. like yeah. a seventeen yard gain or a six yard gain, and they're marking two yards off there, and it's like. Well, we don't ever look at those, so I'm I'm kind of just like you know it's kind of like the baseball ump thing of just like it, we just got to live with this shit. Like yeah, they suck. Uh, scoring plays and fumbles, I'm fine with reviewing. Everything else, fucking cares. But also like fumbles, we no one knows what a fucking fumble is anymore. They slow the play down so much that you could convince oh, I mean, anyone I'll, that a play is either a fumble yeah, or not I'll be a honest, like it, the other day, the, quote, like, unquote, football move. At some point, I was like, it, it literally took. I, I think that they said the replay took six minutes. Um. How the fuck is it taking six minutes? You, you can see on the TV. I mean, seem like the commentators, everybody thought it was a safety. And then th- they come back and say that he actually brought it out of the end zone. It was down at the one yard line somehow. 
Um, but I, like, if you're going to make that call, did it take six minutes to make that call? I, I mean, I assume the the first part of the play is they were looking at it to make sure it wasn't an incomplete pass. And if it wasn't an incomplete pass, then he's returning it. Uh, and then you're trying to establish, well, was, was he down inside the end zone or was it at the one yard line? I don't know. I just don't see how it took that long to make that call. Like it, we need to have some kind of a timer on these things. Cause it's completely disrupting the flow of the game. Uh, your turn of the week. We had multiple options. Uh, they were all very turdy. I, I would say the second option is probably the one to go with here. But we had Iowa at Purdue. Um, Iowa won twenty-four to three. Georgia Tech at Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech won twenty-eight twenty-seven. Oh boy, this was a uh, this was a game. Um, I I hope nobody else watched it uh, but me. My girlfriend's dad is a Georgia Tech graduate. He was in the room, so this this was on the TV. I didn't. I never watched. I didn't. The dirty. Uh, I like it was on, but I've tried to block it out of my memory. Um, I think he actually gave up on the game with a few minutes to go and wasn't aware that they'd won the game until I think he pulled a Tom. Like he tuned out because they were down, and it. Uh, I think that they lost the ball or something and were losing the game a couple minutes before the end, and he thought it was over and. Found out later they won 28-27. Uh, South Carolina at Vandy. Uh, South Carolina won 38-27. Pac-12 after dark. Game was UCLA at Arizona State. UCLA won 50-36. This week's games. Tonight, games that will have already taken place by the time it uh, comes out. We had Ohio at Miami, Ohio. At 7.30 on ESPN2. Uh, Ball State at Toledo at 8 on ESPN uh, tomorrow. And some more action. We got Buffalo Fairbrow one and a half at Central Michigan at seven on ESPN two. You got Northern Illinois at Western Michigan at uh, favored by one and a half at seven on ESPNU. Thursday, you got Georgia Southern at Louisiana Lafayette favored by three and a half at seven thirty on ESPNU. And then Friday, you got East Carolina at Cincinnati favored by six and a half at eight on ESPN two. And then you got a Pac twelve game. You got uh, I guess giving you a little Pac twelve after dark day early, day early. You got Cal at USC, who is favored by thirty four and a half at nine thirty on FS one. Take a breath. A lot of games. Uh, Saturday, Notre Dame. Okay. Favored by sixteen okay. and a half at Navy at twelve on ABC. Then you got Missouri at Tennessee, favored by twenty and a half at twelve on CBS. And then Indiana at Ohio State, favored by forty and a half. Uh why is this game on here? This I do like to cover, to right. cover put all the teams on here from us. He didn't put. He he didn't. He did. Uh, I he figured you wouldn't want to talk Clemson about on him here. Don't uh, listen to actually, him. Actually, is Clemson? Uh, Indiana at Ohio State uh, favored by forty why. and a half at twelve on Fox. Uh, Andrew, what's the weather going to be this weekend? Oh, it's going to be a fuck it on Saturday. Uh, like 50, 50 and okay. sunny. And Indiana has one. Well, yeah, and Indiana has one of the worst pass defenses. Yeah, so we're not going to learn country. anything in this game. So it's going to be a uh, fucking bloodbath. unless they just unless somehow if, if Indiana stops them somehow, then they're serious problems. No, this game, this game, this uh, game will this game will be over six so. minutes into the LSU game. LSU favored by three. Okay, three at Arkansas at twelve on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, Didn't Arkansas just get blown out by Liberty? We're uh, we're we're still we're still riding Arkansas as you know, a good team for some reason, just like we did at the beginning. Of the it season. does. Yeah, that's why I was oh, like, oh like boy, I'm gonna, this seems like easy money. 
I'm not telling you to put your so money on this game, but if I was putting money on a game, Reach. I would be all over three points for LSU. Although they they may be they may have a little bit of a high coming off this weekend. Yeah, I don't know, seems... but still, ugh. Nebraska and Michigan. Michigan favored by twenty eight and a half at three thirty on ABC. UCF at Tulane. Yes, uh, UCF at Tulane favored by oh, two nice. and a half at three thirty on ESPN two. Um, TCU at Texas. Texas favored by seven at seven thirty on ABC. TCU getting no respect. Well, That's you know, That's Texas true. is the number six team. Um, sure. Man, I would love to see the the power rankings and uh, analytics that uh, that Vegas has for their um, for their top people. Uh, what do you call it? Like the high rollers, like they have access to shit that we we do not have access to because all the yeah the handicappers. Mm-hmm. If Texas loses a close one. <laughs> Will they still be top I guess we'll, six at six and four? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I guess we have another. Uh, they might move to seven. This one will they be might in, move the, to seven. in the pick so we don't have to talk about it too much more. Uh, Washington at Oregon. Oregon favored by 13 and a half at uh, seven on Fox. Georgia favored by 16 and a half at Mississippi State at seven on ESPN. Um, this all Probably a, a bloodbath. It is at night bloodbath. with all those cowbells. Uh, Last the most notable thing here week. is this that is uh, Mike week. Leach was thrown a fit uh, for some reason this last game. Um, got mad at his players, took all the folded up all the folding chairs. I think during the game, the wide receivers. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. No, just the wide receivers. Yeah, he took, and then he took and all the post game was talking about their fat little girlfriends <laughs> again. So uh, Mike Leach being an asshole again. So um, I don't. Uh, this game kind of screams uh, like letdown game after last week, so hopefully they can keep the intensity up because those those cowbells, little oh, Georgia. Here we go. Oh shucks. I mean, I don't think anything about their oh, offense shucks. scares you because little they throw Georgia. like they're kind of the inverse of the Paul Johnson triple option in that they throw like fifty or sixty times a game, but they're all like three and four yard passes. So your DBs just basically have to be able to tackle, which. Seemed like our DBs didn't miss a single tackle last week, so as long as they can do that again, uh, should be fun. North Carolina at Wake Forest, favored by three and a half at seven thirty on ESPN two. Uh, Tom, you want to shell for this one or no? I think it's a good game, actually. I'll I'll, I'll watch that one. I think Wake Forest is going to take it, but that'll I think be, it'll a be a fun game. game. Okay. That's a fun they game. They both have great offenses. It'll be really Peace. fun to watch. Is it going to be like 60 to 65 or something? It'll be like, what was yeah, that game last week? I think week? it that broke like the scoring record if I remember it. <laughs> I mean, Andy's going to watch Georgia because that's his team. But I, I think, think it's more fun to watch. the most fun game to watch. On I wish it wasn't on the same time as Texas. Man, I'll I probably have all three up. But yeah, mine will be main screen. Game of the week. Uh, we got Alabama favored by 11.5 at Ole Miss at 3.30 on CBS. Um it is two uh, allegedly I top, okay. uh, I think, 12 teams. I didn't put the rankings on here. Andy Andy's, no. Andy, just takes the CBS game of the week and puts it for game yeah. of the week. <laughs> we're we're no. going to start calling you. This is a top matchup. Actually, there there really caps. aren't a lot of compelling games. There aren't a lot of compelling Andy games. Andy Lundquist. 
Uh, Texas TCU is compelling. Actually, to be fair, North Carolina, that's a top 10 matchup if we really go by the analytics. Actually, no, it's not because TCU, according to the analytics, is like 12 yeah. or 14 or something. Yeah. One of those teams is top 10. Okay. Well, you know what? They have, <laughs> they have, they have two less losses that's than right. Alabama. Uh, and Texas has one that's more, true. I guess. Anyway, um, hey, I don't know what to think of this game, but I think that uh, Lane Kiffin would love to beat his uh, beat his former boss. He's going to oh. be going for it, like on every fourth down, probably. Going to be pulling out all the trick plays. I, I though, I'm eager to watch this game to see how Alabama responds to to last mm-hmm. week's uh, game, especially on the road, Ole Miss. This could be. I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, I don't know. Last time Saban's lost back-to-back games, it has to be probably yeah. like his first year at Alabama. Oh uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the first year when he went what six and six or whatever. Uh, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. He's he's got a he's got a rile team, but it hasn't been he hasn't been in this position of what was this? This is the first time since. 2009 or something that he's lost two games before i mean like, yeah and, and here's the thing really you could say started. they basically lost on like two plays uh it, like a total of two plays uh two losses with both of those coming down to the last second you could also say that uh the same thing happened in the texas game and the uh the a&m game so uh they, they could have four losses if we want to yep. look at it that way um Prior Alabama teams would not be struggling against yeah. these level I mean, of teams the, the, is the, the is the problem and yeah. I I guess the question is and I, I don't even think we need to talk about it but like wh- where's the problem and it seems to be that uh, the offensive uh, game plans and the receivers are just not what they've been used to. Uh, well, and the defense isn't there. Will Anderson is like, to be fair, Will Anderson was never going to live up to the hype that he built last year. But it seems like I remember his I name think being that called like maybe I, I once just, last week for LSU. I wonder if he a lot of it is just because there aren't like enough reason. other dudes on that defense that uh, teams are able to game plan around him. Like, if you're not really worried about anyone else, then you can game plan around one dude. You know. Um. I'm not sure if they're as dominant sure, across yeah, that whole defensive true. front as they might have been in the past. Like I, he's probably just taking the majority of the of the focus. Like they're, I'm assuming that they're double teaming him. I haven't watched uh, watched that closely. Uh, I believe Tennessee no, just let also him run a tactic, free, and they just, or you can just run right at him if time. you're if you're good enough. Uh, just run it run it right down his throat. Um, anyway, your turn of the week. We got uh, <laughs> Georgia Tech making a a, a reprise here. Yes. Uh, oh. Okay, Miami at Georgia this, Tech. Georgia Tech favored by one and a half at three thirty on ESPN three. Um, Miami's awful, and Georgia Tech is also awful. Who, who would you put here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami is really, really bad, man. I would put here Texas A and M and Auburn. That is also. I don't know if it. Bad. Yeah, I. I don't know if it's this bad. Yeah, uh, a good from the chat. Uh, mm-hmm. How bad this game is that you have here is Georgia Tech is favored. Georgia Tech is awful. Versus That's Miami. why this is your turn of the week. Yeah. But. It is on ESPN3. That should tell you how bad it is. Where, where is ESPN3? <laughs> I think it's just uh, like you log into the ESPN app and <laughs> there. 
That's right there. Yeah. Um, your Pac-12 uh, after dark game of the week is Arizona at UCLA. UCLA favored by 19 and a half at 1030 on Fox. There it is. Man. Rolling along. Chip Kelly. Rolling right. along, man. Pickums. Just keep it on, keep it on. Pickums. All right. Last week. Oh, wait, where's your thing? Uh, it's pinned. Baylor at OU. Oh, okay. Uh, I was the only person to pick Baylor. Go me. Uh, Florida State at Miami. My uh, Florida State was a nine and a half point uh, favorite. Uh, Andy did not think they would cover. I believe they won by thirty nine okay. points. They won by many, 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 many points. So Andy, that was wrong. Bama at LSU. Bama was a thirteen and a half point. That's just I still don't understand Bama being a thirteen and a half point favorite on the road at LSU. Uh, which obviously they did not cover. So Vegas was the only one mm-hmm. who got that one wrong. Way to go, everyone. Uh, Kansas State at Texas. Uh, me and Tom pick Kansas State, which Kansas State tried, fell short. Uh, Clemson, mm. Notre Dame. Tom was the only person to pick Notre Dame. But yeah, we, only, because of, only because of his superstition. No. Listen, wait, did I not? I thought I put it in the chat, but I thought Notre Dame was going to win anyway. Whatever you say. I did not think I did not think Clemson was going to beat Notre Dame. We've been playing with fire all season. Eventually, <laughs> it was going to catch up. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia. Georgia was an eight and a half. Point I did, favorite. but did I I've gone back and they did. I've gone back to my prior thing, oh, which God. has kept me going this long, which is that I'm always going to say no. That means last week Tom went four and two, Andy went two and four. I went four and two. Vegas went three and three. Uh, side note: Andy's I will say last week, week this last week was better season. than the previous week when I was zero for uh, six. Wait, whoa, whoa, no time. Uh, yeah. Andy, Andy went zero and six. Last <laughs> I think week. It's harder to go zero and six than it is to go six and zero. The and then Tom went one and five that that week as well. I went five and one. Anyways, that brings your current season standings to last place. Andy hit twenty. And Man, 40. I'm just going to start you going Vegas sports, Andy. Whatever you do. <laughs> Oh Jesus. Uh, third place, Tom at 24 and 36. Me in second place, catching up 34 and 26. And Vegas in first place at 35 mm-hmm. and 25. One game lead. This could be the week. We pass Vegas. That brings us to this week. First up, LSU at Arkansas. LSU is a three-point favorite. Is everyone picking LSU? Yeah, man. I feel like I've been picking LSU all year, and every every time they've been winning. So no, is well, anyone the first week. is anyone picking Arkansas? Okay, no. Okay, we're all everyone's just going to LSU and clean Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, up next, Bama at Ole Miss. Bama is eleven and a half point favorite. I guess we'll start with me. Do they cover? I'm gonna say I think Bama wins. I'm gonna say like no by based on uh, no. how many close games they've had this year. Yeah, I don't think they can pull away from anyone. I'm going to go no also, especially a high-powered offense like Ole Miss has. And Vegas will say yes. Up next, we have, oh, uh, what is this? This is a trophy game. Uh, it's the pig. Floyd or Rosedale's maybe? Yes. Floyd or Rosedale's trophy game. Wisconsin at Iowa. Wisconsin is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Tom, who wins? Why Why would you put this This could be turn of the week, too. I don't, I don't, I'm, oh, man. I'll, put Wisconsin, I'll say Wisconsin. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to go with Vegas, so I guess that's, uh, what, Wisconsin? I got to look at, uh, I know Wisconsin's been successful since, uh, 
firing Paul Chris. Let's take a look here. Maryland, okay. Um, boy, I feel like I. I mean, I can't. I no, I can't pick Iowa. Their offense is too bad. I'm going Wisconsin. Uh, Vegas will also go Wisconsin. Up next, we have UNC at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a three and a half point favorite. I'll go first. Uh, I think UNC and your Lockhart Cole pick. UNC wins this game by at least two touchdowns. Oh, fuck, man. I was going to pick UNC. Now, I, now I'm thinking maybe I should not. What is your Lockhart Cole pick uh, record for this year? Not good, right? Uh, it's, it's, un, it's undefeated. Mm. <laughs> Andy? UNC or Wake Forest? That Wake? Wake? Forest three and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm going to go Wake. It's at Wake. I'm just, I, I, I think the fraud continues. I'm going to go with UNC. And Vegas will go Wake Forest. Up next, we have TCU at Texas. Texas is a seven point favorite. Tom, who wins? Oh, are we not doing against the spread? It's got to be seven and a half or above. Really? Yeah. Is that new? No, that's the rule. All right. I feel like it was always seven. Anyway, I'm going to do uh, TCU. I, I think Texas is going to be the best six of uh, the country. I'm going to go with uh, Texas because I think that TCU is fraud. Uh, I think TCU squeaks another one by, and I think TCU is going to run this thing until like the last two weeks of the season and then fall on their face. And Vegas will also take Texas. All right, and last up, your turn of the week, Texas A&M at Auburn. Auburn is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Boy, this game. They just fired Brian uh, Was that last week or this week? Yeah, Cadillac Williams is the interim the last coach. game, I think. It was last week. Cause yeah, Cadillac they, they kind of came they, back. They, they, they almost week, won. They? But yes. No. Who did they play? Oh, they played no, Arkansas. Was, uh, they all, wait. Not Arkansas. Oh, is this the overtime? Yes. Is it overtime? Okay, Mississippi State. They Correct. lost by six points in overtime. Um, boy, I um, I and Auburn. Um, I don't like Jimbo, and I think that he has no clue what he's doing there. I'm gonna. Oof. This is pretty turdy. Um, I am gonna. I guess I'm gonna go Auburn here, though. It's at home. I I am also I think going to go Auburn. I think they're going to have that mm-hmm. kind of uh, fired coach high, and uh, also Texas A and M is like spiraling. And I, I think they're uh, I tell think your kids about kids three and seven Texas A and M trying anymore. <laughs> <That's fair>. <laughs> <laughs> or three and seven Auburn. You can tell that either one. Like once, I feel like I feel like with like when you're like oh our coach is gone let's you know and maybe if they really like Cadillac. The battle for four and six. Anyone on Texas A&M cares about Jimbo. Well, to be fair, Texas Texas A&M are they going to have all their? We didn't touch on last week. Texas A&M had twenty-seven players out with the flu last week, Uh, which is like their their entire offense was out. Um. All right. Okay. And so Vegas will go Auburn. Next, we got questions. Andrew, what do we have? We did it. Uh, a couple questions. Did we? Yeah, Illinois fan asked: Does Illinois write the ship, or is this the start of the free fall? 
What was the, for a while there going in the right direction? For they a while? they were eight and one. Really? Yeah. Their only loss Wait, was to Indiana, can, like a real bad they, loss. How can they be eight and one for a while there? The, 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 wouldn't they just be eight and one now? Uh, they are now. Oh, sorry, they were um, seven and one. So they are now seven. Yeah. What's the two. rest of it? What's the rest of their schedule looking like? Uh, they have Purdue this week. Loss. Then they have Michigan. So they're gonna get two wins and, and a loss. Northwestern. Well, yeah. I mean, we're three. we're looking at a nine-win Illinois team. I'm thinking. That's not bad. Although, I mean, also, also very, very fraudy, but El- Illinois wins. has uh, they have a according to all the metrics, an incredible defense. Uh, but they also uh, I don't know. They have they have like the spiraling. This shit's gonna spiral mm-hmm. out of control, kind of written all over them. Um, I think they could lose this Purdue game. I, Illinois is going to win eight games. I think uh, this Purdue game is a toss-up game, and I think they'll give Michigan I mean, a re- game record did, late to the so. third quarter. But hmm. okay. Well, to be fair, and that that game is the week before the Ohio State game, and so could if you be. got Michigan, you know, looking ahead, we'll see. Eight and four, nine and that, three. That could be a good game. Look out for that Thanks game in two weeks. Eight four nine three. I mean, it's still a solid I think season I think for Illinois, win though. Two of the next three. Good for Bert. Yeah. Good for yeah. Bert. Good for Bert. Fuck him. But fuck him. Uh, of next Penn State. You know, it, the thought started to creep washed? in my head. Um, I feel like we've been here before with Saban, and then he, when he problem. was not, like, um. You know, I was like seven or eight years ago when it, he was still, you know, clinging to these like yeah offenses um, um, and just was hoping to. Uh, it it crept into my head and, after this game, you know, and here's why: because there's not like one thing that's wrong with this team. There's multiple things that are wrong with it, and yes, it's going to take a course correct. correction, probably at both coordinator spots. I would say offensive line is underachieving. Uh, wide receiver coach. From the outside looks to be underachieving. I haven't seen any good development there. I think they're. I think they both. So I'm. I'm seeing uh, at least three great, coaches so. that I know of, and I don't follow the team. I mean, enough to know the names of every single coach. I just know Golding and uh, Bill O'Brien. Uh, both of them probably need to go. But um, uh, so it, I think that the problem is multiple things uh relying a little bit too much on transfers um you get problems with uh chemistry guys thinking that they can come in and do shit um but you know right away without earning it um you know allegedly according to people like greg mcelroy like the practices that he goes to are not like what he saw back in the day like the guys are not that the effort is not there um supposedly who knows if you know what's behind that um probably has seen more than I do given that he went there. But anyway, um, I, I think there's multiple things. So the question is how much longer it le- like how many like reshuffling of the team and, and like changing everything to Saban have in him. And like, at some point, like why doesn't he just go like be happily retired? <laughs> I don't know that that's my thing. I, I don't know. He might not be able to be, be Um, and that's where I'm like, I I have learned. So that all that being said, I I don't think that he's actually going to do that because he's Nick Saban and I've learned better than to doubt him. 
at this point, but also like he's got to have like a major reshuffle of that team. I will I will never say that Nick Saban is washed because he, how many times has he proved us wrong? We're saying, oh, this Alabama team's not good or they don't have this, they don't have that. Uh, yeah. But you are right in that we have never seen an Alabama team with yep. this many issues. Usually we see issues on one side of the ball. Uh, I don't know if we, they've ever had two bad coordinators at the same time like they do now. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to fire both their coordinators. The offense looks, you know, everything we're seeing this year, all the talented guys are leaving after this year. And the backups that we've mm-hmm. seen go out there are not very good. Uh, the defense, I mean, Will Anderson's gone after this year. He's the, you know, the one bright spot on the entire defense. I, there's a lot of problems here, but, I, you know, we've seen Saban, like I said, he, he always seems to pull it out. And, like, even this year when they're one of the worst teams – "Quote unquote worst teams and worst coordinators we've seen Alabama have. Yeah, both their games that they've lost have come on last. Be fair, like so, they yeah. they should be done. They, they shouldn't even be close games with the talent that they have on the team. I believe they're still the most talented uh, team composite wise in football. So that to me speaks of a coaching issue, not necessarily on him, although he's the one hiring the coordinators. So ultimately. Final responsibility goes with him, so I expect him to make some course corrections after the season, but clearly underachieving with the amount of talent they have on the team. Right? I mean, you can say, you know, stars aren't everything, but they're they're a pretty good indicator of overall talent. All right, and then last up, uh, Kentucky fan asks, how many 999 scoops have you paid for this uh, year? How many have you paid for with Yacht? Uh, well, <laughs> I pay for this podcast, so that's a scoop. Everyone who listens to this pays us Thank money. Thank you for your so 999 each. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your mm-hmm. 999 each. Uh, that's going to good use. That's right. On uh, mm-hmm. hookers and cocaine. All and three booze. at the same time. It is. Uh, we don't have any story. emails. Uh, no right. updates on the assembly line or anything like that. Ugh. I can't believe Katie didn't nah. listen to that whole Whatever. show. She did. The entire thing? Wow. Well, I don't know if she listened to the whole thing, but she listens to at least some of it. I liked hearing my like, dulcet tones. To it? I'm not even on it. All right, here's assignment. All right, here, here's what we do. Assignment. If Tom doesn't work out and Andrew doesn't work out, then I'm no, always listen, an option. I'm talking, Andy. Don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> third, third, third string. That's go, that's, that's 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 what they called option. Andy in high school. Always an option. That was his nickname. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say always his, an option. His nickname was third string. No, always an option. <laughs> uh, here's Katie's homework for this week. Is she, she okay. needs to. Without going back and listening to it, write a review and a recap of the Andy solo episode. I just realized that I'm remember. third string. I'm kind of like oh, uh, okay. Auburn as far as being a fallback school for most kids in the South. Yeah, uh, Katie, please, uh, please write a review. Uh, you know, kind of a Cliff Notes version of what I talked about last week, um, which would be impressive because I have no idea what I talked about last week. Um, did not have a lot of sleep and. <laughs> very incoherent uh thoughts so i can't imagine it was a great podcast but i 
you know, we have a duty to our $9.99 a month uh, Patreon subscribers, so I put that out there. All right. Um, <clears throat> that is all the questions. Send yours to podcast at academicallyineligible.com, and we'll talk about it next week. And we will talk about this week's games next week. We'll talk about the polls, too. The polls. And the nulls, maybe. No. No, we, we will not Exit do that. polls. No. Exit polls. Uh, only 538 no. ones, I guess. Okay. The Fine. most accurate. Ugh. 530, 538 the is only the FBI of the FBI and polls. 538. Yep. All right. Tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. Later, taters. Peace. Later, taters.